1: using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines or maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, Give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married, but you know what I mean. I am Kristen from KristenandChill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never
0: Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, I have two women on the show today who are in fresh relationships and they are going to walk us through how to navigate those first few months of dating, what you have to do, what you shouldn't do, and how you can easily and quickly become the man that she's always been looking for. So keep listening. You are going to absolutely love this episode.
1: the Ask Women podcast. I am your host, Kristen Carney from kristenandchill.com. And of course, my co-host is with me, Marnie Kenris from wingirlmethod.com. And today we have Hattie D. Jamel, who is a lifestyle and TV host, or just like a TV host that talks about lifestyle stuff. And we are going to be talking about how to maintain or like keep a relationship going upwards when you first start dating rather than having it fizzle out. Right, you want to keep that flame alive. You got to keep yeah, it alive. because a lot of people seem to put the lid over the candle at the beginning. Oh,
0: for sure. Especially in those those first three months, I think are really important. And on this show, we talk a lot about attraction phase, getting the girl, getting the date, getting the first date. And then we jump to deepen a relationship. But I don't think we've dedicated many episodes to talking about those first few months. And both of you are in those beginning stages. So it's perfect. But Hattie, I would love if you could tell people a little bit about you first, your age, where you... Not your address, but like where you live, like who you are as a woman that they're listening to your perspective, obviously.
2: For sure. Okay. So a little bit about me. I'm actually a TV host, broadcast journalism degree, communications major. That gives you just kind of a little bit of insight as a person who I am. I always was the most talkative in my class. Now I'm just getting paid for it, which is nice. So now I am actually on a show called The List. I'm a correspondent for that show. But I've done everything from TV, film, media, very kind of, you know, a mix of artistic production background. And that's kind of what I've done for majority of my adult life.
0: Amazing. Okay. Wait, do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 35. You're 35? You are? Okay, I did not think that. I thought you were like 27 or something. Okay, so you're 35. Perfect.
2: That works for me. My serums are working. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) You'll have to tell me what they are afterwards because I need (laughs) them. Anyway, who's your boyfriend? How long have you been with him? Like, tell me the story of this, of what's going on.
2: Okay, so long story short, we actually met on a dating app. And it was a one-off date. Like, didn't expect it to go as well as it did, but really, we've hit it off. And we're going into month four of our relationship. Yeah. It feels a lot longer than that. But I feel like I've been with this guy forever now, which is wild. But yeah. I think we're on the same track.
0: Which is amazing. Okay. So tell us about... Actually, both of you. Like, just... Like, Patty first, but tell us about these first few months. And when it comes to attraction, right? Like, how did he get you to date him from the dating app? And then, like, really just walk people through, like, how we kept that, that through to now. Like, where you're, you're saying you feel like you've known him forever, which means you probably hang out a lot. And you talk a lot and you share a lot. Like, what is this first few months like?
2: So, it was interesting. When we first met, because we met on a dating app, I think he and I had extremely low expectations, me especially, just as a female out of the gate. (laughs) But we we actually didn't have a lot of conversation at the beginning on the app or even, we talked a little bit via text message and he would always send notes. He was very, he really wasn't into like texting or messaging at all. And I thought it was a little weird at first, but then it was actually nice because then I got to hear his voice and I was like, oh, he sounds hot. All right, this works. And so we had our first date The first date was really what went well because it was so casual. There wasn't really any pressure. I was coming off of a shoot. I was dead tired because I'd I'd been out on the water for like five hours straight. And I almost canceled on him, honestly. I was about to flake, but he had gotten a sitter for his kid. And I was like, I can't flake on this guy now. So I was like, all right, let's just do this. (laughs) No, no. And I told him, I was like, look, I want to be casual, like out of the gate. I'm not getting cute. Like I've been out on the lake for five hours. I'm exhausted. He's like, no, that's fine with me. Let's be chill. So that's, that's really what we did. And then the date, literally, we spent the first four hours of our date in the car <laughs> in front of the restaurant we were supposed to walk into because <laughs> we were talking the entire time, just lost in conversation. It was ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, I think we should go on our date at some point, right? Because like, should... you're just collecting, you're collecting connected. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: And I think it was just because we had kind of established, and this is where, Kristen, you come into play because it was all about our banter chemistry was phenomenal. Mm. When you can ping and pong with somebody like that, it's phenomenal. And I think that when we look for people, like for me, a main thing for me, I like, always look for somebody that shares the same sense of humor I do. If I say something, because I am so good like with puns and one-liners. I know my jokes are bad, but they are so bad that they're good. And if you can't appreciate them, we're not going to make it. We're just not going to click, you know? And so I found that to be the biggest draw. We were just going back and forth with the banter. And he, you know, he would just play into whatever it is that I said. And so the first date went really, really well. And then the kiss was like, that was the topping on the cake. Because, you know, I feel like with the kiss, you just know if the two of you don't feel that spark, it just wasn't there. So how did this first kiss come? Like, it was the end of the night. We basically, you know, we finally went inside the restaurant. We were there probably for another half an hour because at that point, we spent majority of the date uh, in the car. Then we, we left. He went to drop me off at home.
0: We lost you, but tell, I know we were both like, she's getting to the good part. We want to hear oh, all well, of this. was the good
2: part? Where, where did you?
0: Yeah. Okay. So half an hour inside. I mean, he's got to get back to his babysitter, but you have half an hour. He's, first of all, you said he dropped you off. But I realized he picked you up in his car. So you actually were very open to him. A guy you've never met coming to get you in his car. Yeah.
2: So like prior to that, like I said, we exchanged messages. And so we had talked probably for a little while before that. And then that kind of was like we kind of already saw we had a lot of common ground. And from there, that's kind of what opened the door for the date. The date went even better. So the trust was there. There was trust there for you to be picked
0: up in a car, then get into the car with him, continue talking for four hours.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. So it was weird. It's like you meet someone that you feel like you've known forever. And so once we get to the apartment, he's dropping me off back home. Once we get to the apartment, we pull up to the gate, we're continuing to talk. And there was something that happened at the day that, I, that actually stuck with me very much so after the first day, which was this. The gate was closed off and I got so lost in conversation with him. We were joking or laughing about something or another. And I realized I forgot to tell him that he's going to have to pull up to the gate in order for it to open. So as we were talking, I was like, oh, so some car pulls out. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I should have told you that. And he was like, don't apologize. That's fine. And then he turns to me and he's like, do you say sorry a lot? And at that moment, it was like, I had this entire self-reflection happen. You know, like, I was like, wait, do I say sorry a lot? And I was like, I do actually. Why do I do that? Oh, wow. And I was like, actually, I do. But I I don't know why I do that. He was like, yeah, you shouldn't. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I I shouldn't. And the conversation just... I I can't remember what it evolved into from there. But that is what kind of led the conversation. We kind of kept going from there. And it was like, okay, I got to go because we're going to just keep talking. And we both have jobs. So, you know, we got to end this date eventually. So I was going to say bye, game, And it was just totally natural how it happened. And it was... There was a lot of spark. It was like... Time, pause, not to be cheesy, but seriously, it was great. And so from there, it was just like, I walked up just giddy to my apartment, you know, like la la land. But the funny thing is, is that as I woke up in the morning, the thing that really stuck with me was that part of our conversation. And I was like, wow, he really noticed that. And he was so observant. He was paying attention to detail that even I wasn't paying attention to. And I think that really goes a long way. And that's something that I think a lot of guys miss out on when they're out and about that they... They're so caught up in their own mind that they're missing the details that are being shown in front of them. And that's the one thing I will say. So his name is Jason. He's 35 also, and he's able to do that so well and so incredibly. And he's so present in the moment. Maybe a lot of his what he does, you know, so he used to play baseball for a long time, and then he left, and now he's actually in sales. So does really, really well for himself, but he's I think... It's because of how present he is in these moments. I mean, obviously, you know, he's on a date with me and I guess it shows whether it's on a date or somewhere else. But I really appreciated that about him, that he was able to be present enough to where he was noticing things about me in the conversation that I wasn't even noticing within myself. So
0: that was really big. Yeah, but he also had like a little bit of intuition too. Yeah. Yeah. He could see who you were. He was trying to see like beneath the surface level conversation.
2: Exactly. And I think that's probably why the trust was built so quickly is because the small talk was completely passed over. Like we didn't start with like, what do you like to do for fun? Which I I hate that question. Like, (laughs) you know, or like, where would you like to travel? And it's funny because you enter the dating world and it's like, yeah, I get everybody loves traveling and tacos. We get it. What kind of music
0: are you into? I I hate that question. (laughs)
2: It's just it's the mind numbing questions. I'm like, tell me about your most embarrassing moment in high school and why. Like I want to know you. I want to get a sense of like who you are and how you move in this world. And so we had a great first date. We obviously had a second one. I think we went on a third date and then we actually went on a trip together to California. We went to Huntington and it was oh wow. Yeah, it was amazing. We took a trip out there. It was great. And in a weird way that kind of <laughs> I don't recommend this, but I would say it would make for a great reality show. If everyone could go on a first date on a trip, that's the best way to learn who somebody is. Oh, yeah. Like it really is the best way because the one. Yeah, it's called The Bachelor. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Basically, right? <laughs> Essentially, right? So I think that it's one, you're trapped. You're on this date. You're not leaving. You've got to stick this trip out. You know, you're somewhere else. Two, you see how they interact with everyone else. And it's like, a date where you get to observe and then also interact. And so to me, I feel like that going on that trip is really what kind of like pushed us over into a new phase. Because the funny thing is, by this point, I did try to friend zone him. I was like, you're awesome. You're great. There's a lot of like, you think you're cool, but I don't know if there's a relationship here. At this
0: point... Well, wait, whoa, whoa. I know that there's a delay right now, but I'm going to ask you like, why is that? There's all this chemistry. You're having so much fun for him. Where does this come from? From fear? For me,
2: it was fear because it was. I had been so accustomed to within my past dating experiences that you could never have both. You were going to have this exciting, passionate relationship that was extremely toxic, or you were going to have the guy that was so safe and boring. It killed you softly just to be with him. You can't have both. You're just going to ping and pong between these two, overcorrecting in every relationship until you're just exhausted and old and jaded. And like, I had I'm like well I should just go ahead and, and prepare for that. <laughs> like let me start stocking up on moomoos. I don't know. Like it was something that I kind of like established in my mind that it doesn't exist. Like there's not a balance of the two. And so meeting him I just assumed that there was this chemistry off the bat. I'm like yeah, you know what? I know how this song plays. Like I know how this song goes. Let's just call this what it is, right? Let's call a spade a spade. We know there's a lot of chemistry here. It's great, it's fun. But uh There can't be a future here. And he was like, I'm not going to get (laughs) friend-zoned. Okay, this is interesting. What did
0: you start to do when you were like, okay, I've seen this before? Like, were you holding back? Were you like not answering his phone? Like, what were you doing? And then what did he do to shift this for you?
2: Like, what did he do to shift me out of like that mindset?
0: Well, first of all, what were you doing? Like, once you sort of had that thought... Were you holding back a little bit? Or were you just like, okay, I'm in this right now, but I'm not going to do certain things. Like, what was your behavior because you thought this way? And then how did he soothe things or settle things for you to know that this is kind of something real where he can be the best of both worlds?
2: So how it worked out was at this point, we had gone on like, I think a couple of few dates at that point, because this was before our trip. And essentially at this point, it was kind of like, you kind of move into this space of like, this thing is starting with us. Like, where do we think it's going? You know, it's kind of... So before that question even kind of started to become a question, I was like, hey, like, I really like you and this, that. Because, uh, you know, the talk of the trip was coming up and that trip in my, you know, you kind of feel like, okay, we're taking a trip together. This is going to mean something also when we come back. And so I kind of wanted to set the expectation ahead of time. Like, hey, I think we'll just be friends. I'm not sure, you know? And he was like, okay, that's fine. He was like, I'll tell you right now, I was like, I'm not gonna get friend zoned. He was like, I'm attracted to you. He was like, So I'm not gonna get friend zoned. So like either we'll date, and he was like, and I'm fine if you want to do like this dating, you wanna do kind of like we're not gonna put a label on it, we'll be free. And you wanna do that? He's like, I'm fine with doing that. But he was like, I'm not okay with being friends. I'm like, that's just me. So he was like, take your pick out of those two things. And I was like, well, I enjoy my time with you. So like, I'm fine with doing the, let's just be friends who can do stuff, you know? And then you kind of just move into a space of like, okay, there's no, we're fine, right? There's no expectation. There's nothing. But then we go on this trip. And so on this trip, everything changes. And suddenly he's in a weird way. When you're on a trip with someone, you're going to see, how they kind of, again, interact with other people, but how they take care of you and how they move with you in this world, right? And seeing him in that way, just completely old, like it changed everything. And by the end of the trip, I was like, crap, I like him. And so at that point, I told him, I was like, well, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, I didn't, this kind of came out of nowhere and I didn't expect to feel like this, but I was like, I feel like I like you now. And I think maybe we should pull the plug on this all together because I don't want feelings to get caught up. Like, I don't want this to progress any further because in my head, we've already established we're just going to do this. And so when he kind of was like, you're saying you like me. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I, yeah, he was like, so he's like, let me get this straight. You're saying you like me. So we should stop talking. Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah, because, you know, we've already established. What's what and all this. And he was like, he was like, look, I like you. And he was like, I never wanted to be friends. He was like, you were the one that started veering off in this weird way. He was like, but if you like me, then we're we're now in a good place between the two of us. So that's basically he kind of like you turned this back. And right after. And at that point, we decided, okay, so let's actually like date, like date intentionally. Like, let's make this official then. And that's basically what we decided at that point. And from there, the relationship just kind of continued to evolve. Okay, wonderful.
1: See, okay, I'm neurotic and I'm nutty. And you're more neurotic and nuttier than I am. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big mountain that you just got to the top of.
0: But this is also something really interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it is interesting. It's You can see how different brains think. But Marnie, you can go ahead and ask questions. because. Well, I just went on a trip as well with the guy that I started dating. And it was, we were already kind of more established when we did it. But just to reinforce, we did an episode a few weeks ago about going on a date early in a relationship and how important that is. And for you, it was obviously important, but it still would have pushed you the other way. So you needed a strong man to not let you go away on your like bullshit kayak where you're just like no, I'm going away and bye and other men would have just let you go versus this guy had the ball to be like, stop the bullshit. I see what's going on. So guys need to take a cue from this playbook of this other guy of not letting girls get away with the bullshit because we think we can control things. We're the girl. We're going to do what we want to do. And the nice guys who get front-zoned just go along with it. And they just go, okay, fine. You, know, you do your thing. I don't want to impede. I don't want to step on any toes. It was nice meeting you. Those guys, they're not the bad boys. What you have is like a version of a bad boy, which is so simple. It's not really like a guy who's robbing banks. He's a guy who is not going to let
2: bullshit happen, right? Like, how do you know? How did he know? That's the thing. That's the thing about him. He didn't know. He didn't know. It was not about him knowing. It was about the fact that he was like, here are my boundaries. Here's what I want. And I won't settle for less than that. So like, if this person is not able to meet my standards or my boundaries, then this is not my person either way. Like, it shouldn't be this hard for things to click. And it makes sense. So like, it's funny because he, in a way, because he's able to just, to do that and be so straightforward about it. And also in a way where he's very expressive about, it. he didn't underplay how he liked me. He, he wasn't like, it was appropriate and it was complimentary. You know, whenever he kind of just let you know, like I'm actually this into you and this is why I'm really into you. And these are the things that draw me to you that I don't see in other people. And those things were very uniquely again to me so, like, it let me know, like, okay, it's not like, hey, I see a hot chick that she's got a good career, she's doing her thing, she's seen, like, he didn't look at me in such a broad way, it was very much so, like, it was about the details, you know, I feel like it's the difference in, like, you you picking out. It was about you. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you go shopping for just a dress for the night versus shopping for your wedding dress, you, you're very much so looking at, like, the detail, the thing that speaks to you. So, I feel like that's really what it was. And then... The other thing is that, like, she hit the nail on the head. He was, he's definitely the type of person that to say no. Like, no, I'm calling you on your bullshit. And I feel like I can't speak for all women. I consider myself a very strong-minded, strong-headed woman. And I need someone to be stronger than me to allow me to feel safe enough to fall into my femininity. Like, I can't feel like I have to be this strong person. I need to know that there's somebody there who can put me in my place in the most respectful way. And that's what it is, because I think everyone's looking for that. Everyone wants that opposite. They're like, oh, women just want a toxic dude. No, they don't. They just want the guy that you said that, unfortunately, most bad boys carry that quality of, I don't care. I'm putting my foot down where I see it's fit. And... The difference is you want that quality. You just want it wrapped in respect and love. That's the only difference. (laughs) And so most men just don't seem to grasp that. That's a perfect way to express it. I want to take a quick break. And then when I come
0: back, I want to talk to both you and Kristen about like, how do guys maintain this plus like attraction and getting to know each other as the time progresses? Because I think that's the, that what you're talking about is like the amazing base that you need to have in order to keep a woman interested, right? But I think that there's other things that probably have happened that have allowed you guys to continue to grow. So we'll be back in just a minute.
1: Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for. 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website design to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take action of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts.
0: If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag, but as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back with Hattie and we're talking about how to maintain that spark and how to continue growing closer with a woman that you are in a new relationship with. So Hattie, you're doing a great job of talking. Like honestly, just keep talking and telling people stuff because you know what my guys want to hear and what's helpful for them. And I just love all the things that you're saying. So yeah, tell them
2: like what your guy did or continues to do. So I think the other part of our evolution, so the other thing is, both of us met at a time when we were truly ready for another relationship. Like we were both in a state of truly ready for a relationship. Because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that they stumble into a relationship or, some, or a relationship just kind of slaps them across the face somehow. Because I feel like if you pay attention to how you've entered every single one of your relationships, that is a sign in itself, whether it was the right one or not. And... It's funny because people always kept telling me that when I would ask, because like I'd, I'd never really had an example of a truly healthy relationship in my life, not within my growing up or anything else. So for me, it was like when I would see really old people together that are like still genuinely happy, the first thought in my head is I'm like, I wonder which one of them cheated first. Like I have like such a jaded perspective of like what that means. Because I'm like, there's no way. How do you stay in love for that long? It's not possible. (laughs) Like somebody's got to get bored or something. And it's funny because when I would see people in love and I would ask them. And one of the common things that I would always hear is one is that cliche of you'll know when you know, you just know when you know. And, I'm, you know, people kept saying, I was like, what does that mean? What is this fortune cookie BS? What does that mean? And so it's funny because like when you're in it, it makes sense. Things are not hard. It's almost to the point that you expect them to be hard, but they're not. Everything will be really, really easy. Like it's just if you pay attention to the person in front of you, which is something that he does very well, because I had been through a lot of toxic relationships. And I think bouncing into a healthy relationship after very many toxic relationships, that in itself is very challenging. And I think it's also really challenging for a dude. So like a guy might meet a girl that's a great person that really just has been through a lot of crap. Because I think when people talk about trust issues, a lot of times with women, they get labeled as crazy and dudes get labeled as insecure just because they have trust issues. And I think that anyone that's quick to label somebody that way is usually someone that's not that emotionally intelligent or someone that hasn't experience very many emotional circumstances that allow them to experience something so that they don't have the capacity to be empathetic. So like for me and him, the one thing he was able to do is really work around my triggers because I've personally had quite a few in the relationship just from past experiences with other people. And he was really able to kind of separate himself and not take things personally. And within himself, he's well aware of like, I know I'm a good dude. I know how much I care about you. So like what you're saying doesn't align with what I know within myself. So like, what's going on with you? Like, let's explore what's going on with you and why is this happening? That approach versus what so many other guys would do, which is go, wait, you think what about me? Wait, where did you get that? Or why are you feeling that way? Like, they don't have the emotional capacity or emotional intelligence or even the i would say the confidence within themselves to say i know who i am as a man so whatever she's going through it must be some wiring within her i got to help her work out and so that's what he would do and literally i found myself like i'm like oh my god i'm the problem when did this happen <laughs> Yeah, you pointed out
0: something really important for guys because most guys are like, wait a second, that's not fair. I have to also read her mind to know that what she's saying emotionally has nothing to do with me, which is very challenging for guys. But I think just the knowledge of knowing that when our emotions get involved, right, then we can get to places mentally that actually don't really make sense. And all we need is to feel safe and secure in order for us to get back to reality. But that's extremely challenging for most men to understand. And I think on a certain level, men need that a little bit as well. When they get worked up and triggered, they also need that safe space to be able to like explode or do what they need to do and look at a person who can hold space for them and say like, I love you. I know this isn't about me. Everything you just explained and you explained it so perfectly
2: is like an essential piece I think that's exactly it. And, that, and maybe sometimes because the guy doesn't see that reciprocated from the female or from his girl that he feels like this isn't the way it should go. But the truth is, if you're with a woman that like gives you that space, you'll start feeling guilty on your own when she's coming at you with a trigger and you're not kind of reciprocating that. To me, I feel like either a guy hasn't had the experience with an emotionally spacious, I guess you want to say, woman. That would give him the space to do these things and still care for him. Right. Or a woman. Yeah. That's really a woman. It's another human being. Exactly. Most human beings are
0: going to be triggered in relationships and go to a space where their nervous system is rattled and they overreact to something. And exactly what you were saying before, it's about saying, hey, this isn't about me. I know that. This is about you. Or if it's something I'm doing, I'm a part of it, we're going to talk through it and figure it out. We got to calm you down first. And that's a huge thing. Kristen, do you have this kind of dynamic yet in your relationship or is it not in that space yet?
1: Where there's like triggers and he's calming me down and talking me off a ledge kind of thing? Yeah, like things like that. Like
0: As we get into later years with relationships, I do find that this comes up a little sooner.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, so I'm in a scenario where I'm playing it really safe, which Hattie doesn't probably have to worry about at this moment. I don't know the situation, but I am really emotionally vulnerable because I lost my mom a year ago. And so what I have found is that I am such a wreck emotionally that he's still getting to know the real me, but I'm keeping myself very confined to a box emotionally because I don't want to scare him away. So I'm not giving off anything like, oh, that's a trigger for me, or this is going to make me feel bad, or this is not what I'm looking for because I am already so on edge emotionally. So he's getting a really cleaned up version of who I am. If we started dating and I was in a normal kind of quote unquote normal situation where my life didn't feel like it was torn apart, I would be more open to showing the cracks in my life. But I'm so afraid to show the cracks in my life because I don't want them to become something bigger where then the relationship doesn't work because it's like, oh, she's just an emotional mess and I can't handle this. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's probably a bad thing, but I also am just trying to fake it till I make it in the sense of being emotionally stable. So I feel like it's better to show up.
0: Yeah. You're going through something totally different. Yeah. And you have like a whole other layer of grief that's a part of it.
1: Right. So when I show up to something, like I have something within tonight, it's an event when I show up, I'm going to look put together. I'm going to look emotionally very stable. I'm going to look like I've got my shit all in a row and no one's going to know that there's a problem. He knows underneath that there's issues and things happening, but I'm just thinking to myself because I let it out on my own. So I don't need to let it out all the time with him. And if I get in the habit of, feeling like a normal person. I think that's actually very mature what you're doing. Yeah. Right. I'm like, this seems more of like a path to having a normal relationship rather than sabotaging my relationship because I'm so emotional. So I fake it till you make it in the sense of I'm going to be whenever we're together for the most part, I'm going to be outgoing. I'm going to be bubbly. I'm going to be fun and I'm going to be put together so that eventually I can slide into that position when it actually opens up and occurs, when I'm actually in that frame of mind. It's going to be easier for me to transfer from where I am now to then, okay, I've readjusted to my new life. So that's, what I'm doing, but I don't, I wouldn't normally do that. I would normally be
0: what a basket case <laughs> of
1: emotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, like I've had my podcast on depression. I've struggled with feeling depressed for so long that normally it would be like, that's who I am. This is part of my personality. You're dating a girl who's fun and funny, but I'm also deeply depressed. That would normally come out. But this time I'm like, no, I'm keeping that at bay because it's only going to negatively affect not only our relationship, but me. And I want a shot at a normal future. I think that's wonderful. I know we lost Hattie, but we're going to wrap up the show anyway. But
0: this was really good, helpful information. I think what we learned from this is that you got to just speak up and speak out as a man respectfully. And I like that Hattie kept emphasizing that, that it's, I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to say my boundaries. I'm going to say what I don't really want, what I'm not liking, but I'm going to do it respectfully. I'm not going to lash out at somebody. I'm not going to only care about my point of view. And I think that that is, first of all, what attracts somebody and what continues to attract somebody coupled with getting to know the other person on a real level and really seeing them. So putting yourself in situations where you get to see the other person and find things out, as well as having conversations that creates space for somebody to be comfortably emotional around you. And then you can have more real conversations that further connect you. And I think like, you know, all of us are 35 plus. So I don't know if this advice is 100% for people who are younger and in relationships. But I know that that's always what I wanted when I was attracted to. But I know other women are a little bit younger. Women are a little bit different, but definitely 35 plus we all want the real deal. And we want to be with somebody who is a man, I'm putting an air quote in, but like who is strong enough to handle us. And I think she said it really, really well. I'm going to wrap up this show now. But guys, thanks so much for listening. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5pm Pacific. Sometimes we're, we're going to be doing reruns, sometimes we're not, but it's always great content. I wouldn't say that any of our content is out of date. I really don't think our advice has changed in the past six years. I really think that attraction and women are always going to be the same. There might be some, you know, little tweaks or things that alter. But overall, this advice pretty much remains constant. Little
1: tweaks like something small called COVID.
0: Right, exactly. Except for COVID, that's about it. But but COVID's over now. It's done, right? We're done. We're out of it.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as much as we can be. No, I'm I'm
1: being sarcastic. I know. <laughs> but you know what?
0: I actually feel pretty normal recently. We've been going to birthday parties, like where kids have magicians there, and we had a party where we were all indoors the other night without masks, and we were all vaccinated. It was it, it was nice, and it felt totally fine and normal and awesome. It's getting back to as normal as it can be.
1: Yeah. Well. If you're a magician, you're not going to catch COVID. That's the power of being a magician. (laughs) That's true. But we have a a new mask mandate starting next week in New York, in this certain area. So I think it's just different spots all over the country. Like if there's a little hot spot. Yeah. So we're kind of going back into a little bit of a lockdown, which it's just like crazy. You never would have imagined Mm. it going this long. But yes. So next week I'll be doing our show in a mask from behind the screen because I'm extra safe. Just kidding. I would never do that ever.
0: Guys, you are awesome. We will see you next week.